Welcome to the St. Matt's 6pm podcast, where you can listen to sermons from our evening service. When you think about culture setters or culture changers, who are people you think, what are the impacts that they have had? Well, I have thought about this this week and there was one person that came to mind and his name is Lawrence. Now, he has an Instagram page, just like any good culture setter, but he's actually a a train platform announcer at Flinders Station in Melbourne. And, um, well, I just figure to get a glimpse of what he does, we're just going to watch a couple of videos. Take it away, Timmy. I had a radio call from Control earlier. They attempted to cancel the next train to Flemington, and I said, Sure, we're not going down. You see, uh, Lawrence, he's a bit of a culture setter. As you step onto platform 9 and 10 at Flinders Station, that's what you get. Uh, but as Christians, I want to convince you tonight that we are called to be culture shapers, that we are called to shape the culture around us in our workplace, whether it's paid, whether it's unpaid, wherever you are, that we are called to be culture shapers and that we're not to be shaped by our culture. And so as we do that, uh, I want to convince you that you can do that and that we're called to do that. We get to build community through our work, whether you're a council ranger putting tickets on someone's car, whether you're a teacher, whether you're a stay-at-home parent, whether you're an architect, a counsellor, a sound engineer, a CEO of a multinational business, or whether you're a sole trader uh, working in someone's backyard. We are called and we get to build community and shape culture. Now, you might not feel like a culture shaper and... I want, well, you might even say something like, John, I'm an introvert. How can I shape culture? Or you might say, John, I crunch numbers for a living. How can I shape culture? Or you might say, I work from home. How can I shape culture? Well, I want to convince you today that you can shape culture and that you are called to shape culture if you are someone that follows Jesus. Today, I'm not going to do all the hard work. So we're going to look a little bit of the passage and then I'm going to get you guys doing the hard work. So after we look at Matthew chapter 5, then we're going to break up into small groups around you and I'm going to get you to think about four different people. I'm going to present four different people and you're going to think about how they, what opportunities they have to shape culture and to do that as a Christian. But before we do that, we need God's help, so why don't we pray? Our Lord God, we give you thanks for your word. Thanks that you gave us Jesus. And because of Jesus, that's why we meet here tonight. And Lord, we pray as we spend time in your word that you would convince us uh, of our need to be people that are different and distinct so that we might shape culture around us. 
And Lord, we pray that you'd help us take away distractions from uh, you know, phones and things like that have take, that have taken us away from you this week and help us to focus in on your word right now. Amen. So the context of today's passage uh, is from Matthew chapter 5, which is where there's the Sermon on the Mount. And it starts with these things called the Beatitudes. Now, the Beatitudes, uh, what Jesus was doing was he was telling his disciples, those who would follow him, how to live in this world as members of his kingdom. And these are the, like, there's a whole list of Beatitudes. You can look at them in the world. And those kingdom values were this, that they were to be poor in spirit, recognising their need for Christ, to mourn, mourn over evil and sin rather than tolerate free, to be meek, be humble and gentle, that they would be hungry and thirsty for righteousness, longing to be like Jesus, to be merciful and forgiving, to be pure in heart, to be peacemakers, bringing reconciliation where they can. You see, Jesus was telling his disciples how to live in this world as members of his kingdom, kind of giving them a glimpse of the values of the kingdom. And then that brings us to tonight's passage in Matthew chapter 5, starting at verse 13. This idea of being salt and light. Now, you might have heard of youth groups called Salt and Light. You might have heard, you know, all kinds of... You've, you've probably heard Salt and Light before if you've been in church for a little while. Well, I want to convince you that you are called to be a culture shaper and that you can, and to do that, it's doing this exact thing that Jesus was telling his disciples to be to be salt and light. And the way that you can be a culture shaper is by being salt and light. So, let's think about what do those metaphors actually mean. So, the first one, salt. Uh, the exact meaning of salt, it's kind of been explored by many kind of theologians and historians and science, scientists uh, over the years. They've tried to come up with like a really clear definitive definition Definitive definition? Yeah, great. Um, that it was like, you know, they might talk about, you know, that salt helps to preserve things, that it adds flavour, you know, that it's a stable compound or something scientific like that. Uh, there's a whole bunch of other things that people have tried to explain this idea. Why did Jesus say you are to be salt? You see, I think we can take all of those and learn something. Whatever that kind of perspective is, I think... I saw what Jesus was saying uh, when he talked about salt, when I actually started to cook some pancakes. You see, um, I have three kids. We woke up early. They woke up early and they woke me up. And uh, I was like, hey, why don't we make some pancakes? So we did, made some pancakes, sat down to eat them. First bite, I realised that instead of putting a quarter cup of sugar, I put a quarter cup of salt in there. I just needed like, I saw, no, we won't go there. But like, I just need to drink so much water, right? Salt is a powerful thing. It's a distinct flavour. And when you think about salt, you can also think about your baking of any kind. You know, if you have bicarb soda, you put like a pinch of salt in and that helps to bring your cake up and rise. Salt is powerful and it is distinct. It is flavourful. It, it stands out when you put it on something. What is clear from what Jesus is saying is this, is that Jesus wanted his disciples to not lose their saltiness, to not lose their distinctness, to not lose their, their powerfulness in Jesus. You see, salt that is not salty 
well, it's useless or literally foolish, that it makes no sense. It, it has no purpose. Jesus is saying to his disciples, don't allow the world to dilute you and to dilute your effectiveness as my disciple. Don't lose your distinctness. Don't lose your powerfulness. So when you hear the metaphor salt, I want you to remember those two things, distinct and powerful or flavoursome, that others will see it. That's the first one, salt. And the next one, what is it? Light, yeah, yeah, good. Just wanted to make sure you're, you're awake with me. Um, light. Now, light is one of Scripture's most common kind of metaphors that are used throughout the Bible. Uh, we can see that uh, God is light. You can go and look at that in the Psalms. So, God is light. Um, the other time that we see the metaphor of light being used is that Christ is light. We can see that in kind of Matthew 4, in John 1, when it talks about the idea of um, that the light had come into the world and that darkness could not overcome it. So Christ is light. And then also God's people are light. In Ephesians 5 and Thessalonians 5, we see this idea you know, that Paul is saying, be people of light. You are the light to, the, to those around you. And it actually goes all the way back to the Israelites. The Israelites were called to draw the world to God through their light that they were to be a light to the Gentiles or a light to the nations. So this idea of light is throughout the Bible. And when we come, so when we come to Matthew chapter 5, in the salt metaphor, Jesus says that the world will taste the goodness of God through them, that they will be distinct, that they will, they will be powerful. And here, they will see his goodness and be attracted to it like a city on a hill when you are lost and you see that little glimpse of a light. And you go, oh. I know where that is. Or I think of like the moth to the fluoro light out the back patio where like I have no idea where they come from but they just flock to them, right? That the Christian life should attract people to, to our God, to the kingdom. You see, Jesus is saying that the true believer lights up the world with the kingdom, with the gospel. In both cases, the world will be drawn to his kingdom and to the truths of his kingdom both as salt and light. You see, Jesus said to his disciples, you, give, you are to give people a taste and a view of the kingdom of God. He didn't say it in those words, that's my words. But he's saying it to us, that Jesus says to his disciples today, give people a taste and a view of the kingdom of God. Be so distinct and flavourful. We are called to be salt and light to the earth, to the world around us. And as disciples of Jesus, we want to give people a taste and a view of the kingdom of God through our lives. When I was um, 16, I, was, uh, I wanted to get a job. And this is what it looks like. Um, See, my hair changes all the time. Get used to it. Um, I was 16. I wanted a job and I, I thought about it and I spoke to one of my youth leaders and one of the things that came up was I didn't just want a job for money, but I actually wanted, whenever I, wherever I got work, I wanted to be a light to the people around. I wanted to engage people with the hope of Jesus through conversation. That I wanted to show them that I cared not, not for me, but like I wanted them to see the love of Christ 
and I wanted to have conversations with people about the hope that I had. And so I, I didn't really like coffee, we like lots of syrup and stuff, but I saw something with coffee, that around coffee there's this culture of conversation and that you get to build relationship as you sit across the table from someone or as people come to their barista every day to get a coffee, that they've got, they're building relationship. And what I wanted was I actually wanted to use that to build a relationship with people with the hope of sharing Jesus with them but also just to show the love of Christ through my actions, through the way that I remembered things that they shared with me. Um, so, like any 16-year-old would do, I went to Macca's and got a job at McCafe. Um, you know, it was a fancy cafe there. Um, but I wanted McCafe to be a place where people would come and they would be encountered with the gospel, that they would be encountered with the hope of Jesus, not just through the words, but through my actions as well. And so, what I would do was, as the day started, before my shift, I tried to make sure that every time I went in, I'd pray and I'd say, God, would you help me to be salt and light to those people that I encounter today? And there were many days where I wasn't salt and light because, you know, I didn't do it perfectly. But that's one way that we can actually be salt and light to the people around us in our workplace, is to start the day by praying and say, God, give me the strength to be able to do that. So, I wanted to give them a taste of the kingdom through my actions, through my care and as I shared with them my life. Now, this is where I need your help. This is where you have to do the work, not me. So, what what we're going to do is we're going to think about four different people across different kind of jobs, those kind of things and we're going to be thinking about this question of uh, what opportunities do these people have to give others a taste of the kingdom. So, in groups around you, just whoever, you, whoever you're with, uh, I'm going to present someone, like I'm going to put them up on the screen, we're going to talk, I'm going to tell you a little bit about them and then I'm going to give you 90 seconds, so not heaps long, 90 seconds to go, what opportunities do these people have to give others a taste of the kingdom? And as you do that, one person in your group, get Slido up and the hashtag for Slido is work matters. So one person in your group, if you could send through what you say, um, that would be awesome and then we're going to share it together. Does that make sense? Yeah? Does that make sense? Yeah. Thanks, Steph. That's awesome. I uh, know, okay. Well, so what we're going to do, I'm going to tell you about the first person, which, Timmy, can you suck him up? All right, this is Chad. Chad is in year 11 at Penn High. Uh, he has a good bunch of mates at school, but he's the only Christian in his group at school. He also plays soccer for Penn OFC and that's all you know about Chad. All right. So, what opportunities does Chad have to give people a taste and a view of the kingdom of God? You've got 90 seconds. Your time starts now. Go for it. I think that's enough time. Got plenty of answers here, which is awesome. Um, so, lots on being a good sportsman, you know, uh, having good sportsmanship on the field, which is one of the hardest, I think, places to be salt and light. 
as we kind of get our competitive nature wrong, often what happens with the adrenaline is we start to like, you know, say things to refs and things like that. But how are we to go on a field and play soccer uh, and not kind of become aggressive in that matter? Well, pray. And if you've got a Christian mate on your team, say, hey, let's try and be salt and light in our team together. Let's actually try and, and ooze Jesus in, our, in the way that we treat fellow sportsmen and the other team and especially the referee. So that's one way, uh, which is great. Um, uh, we have, um, what else have we got? Invite Mates Youth, great opportunity. Um, someone clap that. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> yeah, great. Um, what else have we got? Uh, school being a good example for his mates as well. Yeah, one of the ways of things like not, not bagging out teachers, you know those teachers that are really hard at school, actually just kind of saying, oh, maybe they're having a tough day. You know, something like that, I don't know. There's opportunities for us to actually ooze Jesus in that conversation as well. Um, he can share his faith through, you know, talks at footy and lunch at school. He can actually just sprinkle little bits of Jesus in his conversation and say, oh, you know, last Friday night I went to youth and one of the things that I learned was, you know, that Jesus, uh, he, was, he was so generous. I don't know, something like that. You, you kind of drop little bits about what you've learnt at church or at youth group. Um, one of the things that came up this morning at 9.30 was, so something like pornography is a really big thing in our culture and one of the ways that you can ooze Jesus in that is when a mate kind of, you know, goes to show you something, I'll say, oh, check out this, just simply saying something like, no, nah, mate, um, that's not for me, but thanks. Just a little thing that actually just says, no, I'm, I'm distinct. I, I, I don't, I don't want to do that. So there's a few things. There's heaps there. You can see them. Um, plenty of opportunities. All right. We're going to move to the next person. Thanks, Chad. Next person is Yvette. Now, Yvette is in second year physiotherapy at uni. She has isn't. She isn't able to go to an AFES group because of her timetable clashes. Um, she has a kind of job in a cafe when it works with a very busy, busy schedule. There you go. That's a vet. You've got 90 seconds. What opportunities does a vet have to give people a taste of the kingdom? Go for it. <laughs> I'm going to give you that's enough time. I've got so many, so many good ones here. Uh, what else? What have we got? So we've got things like sort out the timetable. That's a good start. Um, but to be a light, you don't necessarily have to be at an AFS group. AFS is great, but there are other opportunities as well to be a salt and light. But there are great AFS is a great way to be encouraged to be salt and light. So great stuff. Um, witnessing to people at uni. Uh, sprinkle Jesus at a casual job. So um, I said sprinkle earlier. As a youth team, we're talking about two things as we try to be bold this year. The first thing is to care for those around us, to show the love of Christ with our care and to sprinkle Jesus in conversation, to just 
keep talking about Jesus, keep bringing up our faith just in little ways by sprinkling Jesus. Yeah, just a little sprinkle. Anyway, there you go. Um, uh, what else have we got? Um, friendly and investing in other students at uni, being a respectful and a reliable worker in her job. That is an incredible opportunity. When you show up on time, every time, that says, oh, you're distinct, you're different. Uh, when you respect your boss and things like that, uh, th- that is an incredible way to be salt and light. Um, make crosses in the latte art. That's good. <laughs> Um, being conscientious in your study, um, engaging with customers at the cafe. One of the ways is when you ask someone like a regular, if you kind of know their name and you ask them something about that's happening in their life, the next time you see them and you say their name and you remember something that was happening in their life, that speaks volumes uh, for your genuine care of that person. And then to sprinkle Jesus in that, when they say something, you know, like they started a new job or something, you know, has been happening in their life that has been really hard, say to them in that moment, hey, I'm a Christian and I'm wondering if, would you mind if I pray, pray with you now? Um, it's a bold way, but it's an incredible opportunity to show Jesus to those people. Um, and if they say, no, no, that's okay, um, pray for them anyway in your mind um, because you can't uh, end pray that God will be working in their hearts. All right, there's so many more. Um, uh, start another Christian group, so start opening up the Bible with other people on a different day. Great. Um, what else have we got? Yeah, there's so many things there. Look, you could look at them later. Um, we're going to go to the next person, otherwise we're going to run out of time. Let's go, Timmy. This guy, Jeff, uh, he's married to Laura. He has two kids under the age of five. The eldest is in preschool two days a week. And his wife, Laura, is an IT manager for a big firm in town. She works from home two out of five days. What opportunities does Jeff and Laura have to give people a taste and a view of the kingdom? 60 seconds, go. I've got heaps of stuff. That was less than 60 seconds, but we're going to go anyway. Um, so, one of the first things, one of the, one of the things that I saw lots of was uh, discipling their own kids. Uh, one of the greatest opportunities uh, to minister and to be salt and light to the world is to start with your own kids. Um, so, uh, great opportunity there. Uh, what else we've got? Uh, share the love of Christ yeah, with the kids. Um, honour honor Laura. Honor, yeah. uh, how he interacts with his kids at drop-off. Uh, getting down to the level of the kids and saying, I love you, have a great day. And one of the things that someone said to me was, when you say goodbye to your kids, say something like, Jesus goes with you. Um, and isn't that such a beautiful thing, just to say to your kids as they start a day, Jesus is with you as you're at school. Whether you've got great friends, whether you've got hard friends, 
Um, I can't remember who it was, but I just remember that stuck with me. So there's little things like that that you can do. Um, other thing at drop-off that was said this morning was just having conversations with the people there and, and remembering things that they say. Remember these things for those of you who don't yet have kids. There are so many opportunities as parents to be salt and light. As you're at the playground, as you're at the drop-off gate, as you're at sport, so many opportunities to just connect with people and shine the light across there. All right, we're going to go to the last one, which is Sam. Sam is a teacher at Penner High. Oh, interesting, student teacher. Um, she teaches history and mainly teaches year 7 to 10. She loves a job but has some difficult relationships in her staff room. What opportunities does Sam have to give people a taste and a view of the kingdom? Go for it. Again, got some great responses. Um, the big one that came up was not gossiping. Uh, just, you know, when there are hard relationships, it's the quick thing for us to be able to do is to gossip, to talk about someone else behind their back in a negative way. Um, so, yeah, that's a, that's a great way uh, of being salt and light, being distinct from everyone else. Um, bake cookies or bake uh, hot cross buns for the staff. Uh, and just say, hey, I love you guys. Here you go. Here's some just showing your love for others because others are made in the image of God. We want to love them. Um, uh, what else have we got? Building a caring environment in the classroom. Uh, you know, lots of teachers can do that, but as Christians, we have an even greater reason to do that because of the love that we've been shown in Christ. Um, build rapport with kids over time. Start a Bible study with Chad. Great. Yeah. Um, when teachers, when other staff seem to be struggling, showing genuine care for them. So if they're actually hard in the staff room, then maybe they've got stuff going on in their life that you don't know about. Ask them, how are they? Just a simple question like that. And then that opens up the opportunity for you to pray for them as well. Um, Sprinkling Jesus into that conversation. Um, These are just some people that we've spoken about now. But we've been called to be culture shapers. We have been called to be people who are salt and light to the people around us. You are able to do that. Whether you're an introvert, whether you're working from home, whether you're crunching numbers whether you're working in people's backyards, you can be salt and light. But I recognise that sometimes we feel like we just spend our life um, pouring out and that you might feel like you're spiritually depleted in this moment, that you actually feel like, man, I'm struggling to pour out right now. The only way that we can be salt and light to others is, is if we are connected to the King. And so... Be connected to the Bible. Be in it. And if you find it hard to read your Bible at the moment, ask a Christian brother or sister to read it with you, to read it for you, to read it to you. Um, reach out to God. Be in Christian community. 
uh, because the only way that we will be salt and light is if we are connected to the king. And so be connected to the king before you go and try and be salt and light to others. I want to finish by just giving you maybe a minute to just reflect for yourself what opportunities do you have to give others a glimpse of the kingdom, to give others a taste of the kingdom. I want to give you a minute for you to think about that. And maybe the opportunity for you is to get connected with the king again. And maybe the opportunity for you uh, could be some of those things that we just talked about. So I want to give you a minute to write down, maybe in your phone or in your sermon notebook, write down what's, what's an opportunity that you have this week to give others a taste of the kingdom. And then in a minute, I'll pray for us. God, for those things that have been written down now, Lord, would you help us to take those opportunities to give others a taste of the kingdom this week? God, for those who are feeling spiritually depleted and uh, are feeling like they have got nothing else to give, Lord, would you minister to them now? Would you fill them up with your word and with your spirit and just... Fill them with the peace that surpasses all understanding. Lord, for those who have written down a thing that they want to do this week to give others a taste of the kingdom, Lord, would you remind them beyond tonight? Uh, Would you put it in our hearts and minds each day? Would you, by your spirit, open our eyes to see the, the ways that we can give others a taste of the kingdom through our actions, through our care, and through sharing with them the good news of Jesus. Lord, we pray as we seek to care for others and to sprinkle Jesus into our conversation, Lord, we pray that we might be uh, great examples of Jesus, that we might be the salt of the earth and light to the world around us. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. St. Matt's West Penn Hills 6pm congregation is a collection of people who want to be changed by Jesus to have a deeper connection with God, deeper community with one another and deeper concern for our world. We'd love you to join us on a Sunday soon. For all the details, check out our website at stmatts.org.au and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a sermon.